Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Denise. How are you today? Yes, I'm okay. Thank you. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. <laughs> are you... <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So today is October 22nd, 2017, and we've got a lot of practice to do. Oh, we have. <laughs> we have. <laughs> yes. All right. So what questions do you have first, if any? Okay. Um, well, I just wanted to fill you in with Mr. P, because obviously we chatted with him last time. Yes. So um, with the front hooves, which um, kind of was where we started with me feeling that they were something going on, um, apparently they both the front hooves were quite warm when they were touched and um, thrush was spoken about. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the update of that is. Okay. But the question I have for you is after that, obviously kind of what I wanted to practice was the body scan. And in the end, we ended up in the mouth, which was kind of where you led me. And I wanted to ask you, when you, when we were doing it, was was that the first thing that you were drawn to? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. But I can tell you that anytime you have a horse with any sort of a body issue, you always want to check three main areas. You want to check their feet, see what's going on, if anything, there. You want to check their mouth. Yeah. And you want to check their spine, their vertebrae. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I honestly okay. don't remember the order. No, because what happened was, because I did the scan, and then I felt that there was pain kind of in the, the neck area, kind of higher up. Mm-hmm. And it was from there that then you said, well, how about the mouth? And then, obviously, when I went to the mouth, I felt that there was tooth pain. Okay. Or jaw pain. Okay. Tension. That- that would make sense. So what I found over the years is when there's neck pain, I always check the pole, which is the first neck vertebrae uh, right behind the back of the skull. The pole is actually the back of the skull, but I always check there and I imagine I'm the horse and I imagine saying the word yes with my head as the horse and seeing if there's tightness, if there's pain, if there's tightness, pain or anything off there, that would guide me down to now wanting to check the TMJ joints in the left and right side. And then from there, whether there's, you know, pain, tightness or not, you want to check the mouth. So it's kind of like connect the dots in this case. Okay. Um, you, you check okay, one area, you go to the next area, uh, just because there tends to be a trend. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Because I just wondered, because um, just to, to fill you in, um, I did mention the, the teeth to... Um, the person who owns Mr. P, and they had the dentist out. Mm-hmm. And yes, at the very back, he had very long teeth. Okay. Oh my gosh, still? And also <laughs> on one side, and apparently the dentist said he would have been in a lot of pain with it, um, and possibly also biting his tongue and his cheek because of it. 
Okay, okay, so this confirms what you sensed last time, doesn't it? Well, it does, Danielle, but I feel, I guess I feel a bit like I cheated a bit because I feel like I only got there because when I was in the neck, then you said to me, okay, we'll check the mouth. So okay. I checked the mouth and I did feel where the pain was um, with the teeth, but I'm not sure if I would have got there on my own. Okay, so because we're having this conversation, next time you feel pain in the neck of a horse, you're going to automatically know, oh, I need to check the mouth and the TMJ joint in the pole just in case something's going on there. A lot of times, most of the time, there is. Almost any time that you've got tightness or something off at the pole or TMJ joint or both or neck pain or a combination of those three, there's almost always something going on with the mouth. So those three areas you feel something off, automatically check the mouth. Sorry, um, I, I, I will from here on try to be a little bit more hands-off and letting you discover what you need to discover, but um, keep that in mind for the um, future. No, no, Danielle, that was great because, um, uh, yes, as I said, I, I'm, I'm not sure whether I would have got there on my own or not, but I okay. feel I've really learned something. And I just wanted to check with you. I guess my worry was when we were kind of tuning in with Mr. P, of course, I was kind of very drawn to like his withers being tense and his spine. And then I ended up in the neck. Yes. Um, but I was thinking, oh, was, was the tooth problem so obvious that that was where you kind of zoned in on immediately? And I missed that completely. Oh, so um, when I work with the animals, sometimes owners say, you know, can you check how his hooves are doing? He seems to be limping. And so I go right to the area of the body that the owner's asking about, and I branch up from there. So if the owner was to pose a question about the hooves and the feet, even if the horse is, you know, bringing up its mouth, I typically would say, okay, we'll get to the mouth in the second, in the second horse, let me check the feet. So, so order doesn't necessarily matter. No. Okay. Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. And here's an explanation. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and the good news was the last email I had from them, uh, the daughter had been riding him and jumped and he's not bucking at all. Ha <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I don't know what's happened since, um, but I just thought, well, you know, his, he, he obviously really needed his teeth done because you said to me, often people say, oh, well, it wasn't that long ago we had the dentist. Yep. And when I initially said this, they said, well, when we first got him, the dentist came and did his teeth, which was about mm, seven months ago now. Mm -hmm. Um but obviously he still had problems. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you know if they had the same dentist or a different dentist come out? No, I don't. Not sure. Okay, just curious. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, when owners say, well, I can have the dentist out again, I usually say to them, here's, here's my two cents. Um, you might want to consider getting a good referral of maybe somebody different than you used before because a lot of times we, we humans, we do our absolute best when we do our work and we don't always recognize our mistakes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and that's, you know, when they first got... Mr. P, of course, he was such a handful that I wonder whether the dentist was able to do the work he was meant to do anyway. You know, like they apparently 
three weeks ago they had him clipped and it took three of them and it took three separate occasions just to get him clipped because he just doesn't like that sort of thing at all yeah. um so yeah maybe you know they needed somebody else who i mean i don't know but maybe it was a different dentist who was more able to to work with him Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what's helpful too is people sometimes don't understand that horse mouths that are overgrown or there's issues is such a big problem until you tell them this example. Imagine, I say to my clients, imagine that the left side of your jaw has teeth that are longer. I mean, stand still and stand straight up right now is what I would tell them. And imagine that. Imagine how you would have to hold your head in space in order to accommodate teeth on the upper and bottom jaw too long and then being shorter on the right. Notice what that does to the angle of your neck. Yeah. Notice what it oh, does to the TMJ joints if you've been holding your head that way for six months. Yeah, wow. Yes. Yeah. Then yeah. people get it. And this explains yeah. to you why when you got something in the neck, it's wise to check further up in the head. Yeah. No, thank you. That does make sense. Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> nice nice to hear that he is feeling relief, thank God. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I, I was just so... When I got the email telling me about what the dentist has said and that it had really helped him, like, the feeling, it was priceless. It's like, oh, my goodness, you know, that one bit of information has made so much difference to him. Yes, well done. And if you hadn't brought him to us as the practice animal... My goodness, Denise, you might not have been able to help him at all. So this is on you. Good no. job. <laughs> well, well, the last sentence that my friend wrote to me was, thank you so much. We never in a hundred years would have thought of having his teeth checked. Mm, yeah. yeah. So they would have gone on with him bucking. And, you know, that I think, as I said to you, that all the way, the, the way along, it's, it's a fine line. They really want to help and keep him. But there's a limit to how long they can go on because obviously their daughter's wanting to compete with him. Yes, I hear you. And um, so, you know, so I just, fingers crossed now. Um. <laughs> oh, it sounds like this, this horse is a wonderful teacher for you, but also a wonderful teacher to them. Because honestly, even think about it, that experience that those owners had with having to have a second equine dentist person come out to address the, the horse and for them to see the profound change in the horse as a result that is something none of them involved is going to forget yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah. This this oh. this thought is important because you need to understand that there are times when we ACers are confronted with animals that continually, continually give their owners issues on this and that and this and that until finally, hopefully, <laughs> in that person's life, they and that animal will have that aha moment, figure things out, and then they never go backwards again. And it's because they both learned or at least one of them learned so this helps me as the ACer be very humble and not judge the rough 
patches that people are sometimes yeah. with in life with their animals because it's like, you know what, on some bigger scale, I trust that the universe and the animal and the person on some higher level knows exactly what's happening. And I'm just here to shed light on what I can shed light for, but it's not necessarily for me to solve it, you see. These beings have to work it out. They came together for a reason. So I'm not going to put pressure on myself as the ECer to solve. I'll just shed light on whatever comes through to the best of my ability. And that is enough. Wow, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, no, it, it, that, I mean, that, that is so, so true. I was just kind of absorbing that because I must try and remember that because it's... It, you know, so often when I do a communication, I often think, oh, you know, I'm not sure that I'm really helping. I'm not sure how much I've got, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and obviously, Mr. P, it's been, I've done uh, so many communications with him because they keep coming back and saying, oh, please, can you find out how he's feeling now or what's what? But mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just, you know, but so, yes, it was so lovely. Um Nice. Yes, you know, but, but it is that, as you say, the universe does know what it's doing. It does. Even if we don't see it, it's like, it has its plan and it's all working out. Yep. It's like... Exactly. And sometimes an owner with horses anyway will get rid of a horse because of an issue. And then interestingly enough, the next horse they acquire has a very similar or the same issue. Right then that tells you, okay, obviously that owner is attracting horses with that particular problem for a reason to give the owner an opportunity to learn something because of it. Wow, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just oh. neat. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Well, what a... so thank you, Danielle. I'm, I'm just so pleased we did that together. Because I wasn't going to pass any of our, the information on, but I just thought, no, I think, you know, I need to let my friend know that what we got. Mm -hmm. in session so that she can take it further if she wants to. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Good so. job for being brave enough to pass along additional information. And good job to the owner for being willing to do the expense of bringing another vet out so soon. Really, there's, yeah. there's so many wonderful things here for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So what else is on your mind? Um, nothing really. It's just all the old stuff. But, you know, I looked at these, the ones coming up today, and it's like, I realized that, you know, all the questions, things, these are the sort of things that people are going to come and want answers to, and immediately I'll go into shutdown of, Oh, I don't know if I can, I can do this, you know. Yeah, and you've encountered that before. And there's times that thought still crosses my own mind. And, you know, I just take a deep breath and I let the thought flow through like a cloud passing by. It, that's not, your thought is not you. It has no bearing on the work that you do. It's just a thought. I swear, we people give our thoughts so much power at times when it's nothing more than a wisp of a cloud passing through. <laughs> So now we are going to do the work, which allows you to focus and truly allows you to do the work. It's not about a thought. It's about 
intuition, feeling. So where do you want to start? Um, I think we'll start with the monkey. Okay. So where do you want to stop it? Um, okay. I've got it stopped at um, 26. Okay. Get there too. Okay, I'm there. And who are we talking to, the monkey or the puppy? Okay. I'll just take um, notes on what you get and confirm after. So you take as long as or okay. short a time as you want. getting from this monkey is that he's very comfortable with this puppy it's um the, the feeling is very much of a maternal um that there's nothing strange about the fact that it's got the puppy it, it's very comfortable um with this i i think I'm picking up on a, a kind of um, it, it, that it's it's been getting a lot of interest or a lot of attention that actually it doesn't want. It just wants to get on with life. It just wants to to kind of get on with um, its life with this puppy. Um, And, and not be bothered it, by the other things that are going on, but it <clears throat> it has to be quite protective. I feel that there's a slight anxiety because of the interest. There's a worry that it might be taken away um, from her, and and she needs to protect it and and keep it close to her. And she would be really anxious if the puppy wandered away from her any distance um, when there's lots of people around. I feel that her, uh, uh, her bond and attachment to the puppy is very, very strong. Um, there's, there's no way she's going to let the puppy be separated or anything happen to it. If she can help it, she will um, to keep them together. Okay, I'm, I'm going to switch to the puppy. Um, that it's 
it is also very relaxed, but it would like to have time to explore. Uh, it, There's a feeling that it, it would like some space. It does love the monkey, but not the same strong bond that the monkey's got to the puppy. The puppy actually wants to explore. It, it, it wants to have a bit more freedom than it's got. Um, There's a feeling that it's more interesting, actually, than what's going on around it than it is in the monkey itself. Um, so it would be quite happy to wander off um, and it would come back in its own time when it was ready. Um, I get the feeling it doesn't like being picked up as much as it is and dragged around. Um, it I, I get the feeling I just had a picture of it. If it was left to its own devices rather than being dragged around, actually it would run after the monkey. It would kind of want to stay close, but it kind of also wants its space as well. Okay, well done, well done. Yeah, the biggest impression from the mom's mom monkey, well, her, she's doing maternal thing, that's why I call her mom, yes, uh, protecting the puppy. She thinks she's protecting it, okay? Um, she says that, it, yes, that she is very comfortable with the, with the puppy. She doesn't even notice that it's really a different species, though I get on some level she's aware of that, but she doesn't make that distinction. Um, it's not strange to her, in other words, to be with the puppy versus a, a baby monkey, so that's correct. You're right, she's getting a lot more attention from people, and she just wants people to mind their own business, so you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, would be, she would be very anxious and frantic and panicky if the pup wandered out of, like, out of sight, out of arm's distance, out of reach. Mm -hmm. She very much does want to stay with the puppy. The puppy's perspective, I want to walk. I don't want to be picked up like this. It's too much. Okay. Um, the puppy is wanting to explore. Yes, that's part of the walking. It wants to walk on four feet, which is what's natural to it. And it wants to explore. And yes, it wants to sniff a lot of things it seems to be noticing in the environment. And like, it doesn't even have an opportunity. There's no chance because mama keeps pulling it away. Does not, you wrote here, or I wrote here what you said, doesn't like to be dragged around. Boy, is that correct. Okay. Um, the puppy, if given the opportunity to walk away, would be okay with, you know, keeping tabs on the monkey um, versus, you know, I don't get he would want to run away completely and hope he, she doesn't find him. It's not about that, but he, he needs some freedom big time. Yeah. Now, just for kicks, since, you know, it's, it's coming through pretty clear, uh, go ahead and observe, look through the puppy's eyes in this moment, and tell me about his vision. 
getting things that, um, uh, the, the vision feels quite um, uh, blurry, um, almost like uh, a fog. Yes, very, um, very good. So, so you can see shapes, but, but it's like through a white fog. Yep. Yep. One eye or both eyes, the fog. Okay. I'm not sure. When I first did it, I thought it was both eyes. Um, So I think um, the fog might be one eye, but the other eye isn't really seeing much at all. Okay, so yeah, the, but the vision is bad in both eyes. One eye is worse than the other, but it is really poor vision. And, you know, if some owner owned this puppy and asked you, well, it is a puppy, he or she is young, is this normal? What would you say? No. Correct. Good. Yeah, that's no. not normal. Okay. Uh, no, no, not, at, not at this age. It, it's very normal uh, when they're younger, yep. I would think. Yep. And you're right. You're right. Sometimes people don't know what normal is, so I'll actually add in, you know, this actually feels, you know, normal, or this feels very abnormal for a puppy this age, is what I might comment to the owner. Uh. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, good. You yeah. did really good with that one. How do you feel? Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Well done. I'm just, sorry, I'm just, I'm sorry, in my mind, I was just thinking then, you know, I wonder if the monkey was able to get the puppy because its eyesight isn't good. Um, maybe it kind of lost touch with its family. I don't know. Okay, well, if you want to ask the monkey something, make your question clear and out loud, and we can check. Okay. Um, how did you acquire this puppy? I, um, I get a picture that the monkey just... Actually, the puppy was with other puppies, and the monkey just came and took it. Yeah, she says she stole it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh huh. <laughs> Very good. Now, a follow-up question might be, why? Why did you do it? Yeah, that's true. So, why did you do that? I just hear her say she wanted a baby. Yeah, she wanted it for herself. 
different words, same idea. Mine is what she says. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> wow. Good job. Oh. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, well done. Yeah, you did really good. Nice job. Isn't it amazing? Like when we humans have no agenda, we can go in and just listen and feel the raw organic feelings, visuals and emotions from an animal when we don't when we as the ACR don't get too uptight or worried about you know the yeah. questions that people are going to yeah. ask. This is just so yeah. easy to do things like this. Yeah. It's clean. Yeah, it is amazing. It really is. I mean, I think my problem, um, it, often if I just let go, I can pick up things like feelings and emotions and all of that. <laughs> this sounds really silly, but my problem is when I have to ask a direct question um, or somebody says to me, or oh, can you find out, you know, this or that from an animal, it's like just asking the question seems block me interesting let me see uh universe because, yeah what's that but actually having said that we just asked direct questions to the monkey and i heard her yes but generally i i, I panic i think that's why when i read all the questions that we had on the what you sent me it's like, oh, oh no, no, I, I can't do that. I won't be able to hear. Okay. Oh, but if I that's can just interesting. Let go. And the frustrating bit is the way I pick up information, which is just sitting and waiting to see what I get. Then I feel I don't get much because if I ask questions, I don't get answers. Okay. okay. Does that make sense? I, I lost you a little bit in that last sentence. So it's easier for you to do what versus what? It's it's easier if I can just sit with no agenda. Okay. And pick up information. But oh. then the problem for me with that is that I, I don't always feel I get very much. And if somebody's actually wanting something definite to know the answer to a question there's no guarantee i'll get it by being open oh i see so do you think that the thing that is the sticky point here for you is somebody wants something somebody wants yeah, something uh, from you yeah, <laughs> yeah you're you know you're right because it's that pressure yeah and, and i actually well can I do it with you? Because as I said, actually, I just asked two questions, didn't I? Yep. And I still felt or got the answers or saw a picture in the answer. But then that's, you're right. It's because there's no expectation. Okay. So that tells you, tells me that you put more pressure on yourself if somebody asks you a question. And heck, you might even have a hierarchy of questions. You might put some more importance on certain questions over others. So, yeah. what if you were to just be more mindful of that thought in the next 24 hours and ask the divine to give you some insight that's just perfect for you and helping you to maybe not see somebody else's wants as that big of a deal? I mean, really, why do we humans 
think that somebody's wa- wanting of something from us is just that meaningful. Why do we do that? That might be a nice question to ask yourself to start discovering what's true for you. Yeah. All it is is somebody's, you know, uh, their mouth speaking, their, their energy saying, I want, it's like the equivalent of saying, I want an apple from that apple tree. I want, I want this energy of pull. Okay. We can just observe it and notice it. Oh, okay. They're asking something of me. They're, 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 I feel that pull energy. They want X, Y, and Z. And I'm just going to notice it. I'm not going to judge the energy of the pull as bad or wrong, but I get that that's important to them. Maybe that's a way to reframe it, Denise. Oh, they're wanting something because all that means is that's important to them. Yeah. And it really is no big deal, really, right? What's important or not to our client. It's just noticing and observing what in this 10 seconds is important. They brought it to our intention. They spoke what's important to them. And I don't have to put any pressure on myself as an AC or I'm just going to shine light, uh, you know, on whatever the animal's answer is. And it may not be what the person's looking for, but I did my job. I shined light. I asked. I received an answer. And I give the answer back if the owner feels like it's still, they're still looking for more. Okay, we go back, we shine more light and see what else there is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you shine light, you are being light. And when you be light, Denise, you are airy. You are not heavy. You are not push or pull. You just notice, you observe, and it's easy. Wow, yeah, yeah. So be light, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right, well done. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Where next? Um, well, we'll we'll work down, I think. Should we do Oliver? Yes, and be sure to thank the monkey and, and, and complete closure there, monkey and puppy. It's mine is mine, it's yours is yours. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Oops. All right, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. So everybody below here is living, so we'll have to go to the universe, but that's fine. So Oliver is a 12-year-old male living cat, inside only, lives with a female owner and another female cat named Gigi. So, owner's questions. Do you want me to give them to you one at a time? Oh, have I got Gigi? Oh, sorry, the questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, you'll tune the universe about Oliver. We don't need, we, we just need to know Gigi exists. You don't actually need her picture. So the owner's first question, why does Oliver hiss at Gigi and keep her away from me? Jealous and actually doesn't want any other cats in the household. 
Um, it's like he wants some right to his owner. Um, Let me know when you feel complete with that question. I'll go on to the next. Um, no, I was, just, I was just picking up something from him. Or oh, the universe was kind of showing me something about... It, 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 it's also his way of showing his dissatisfaction that there is another cat there and he's not the only cat. So, yes, I'm ready for the next one. Okay. And R asked, what is his purpose in always being by my side? If I stand up and walk into the kitchen, he follows me. If I sit down, he's beside me or on my lap. He's always around me. What is his purpose? Well, I feel the words I'm getting is that he actually owns the owner. His purpose is to to always be there, to look after, to make sure that Well, actually, that, that the other cat can't come near, and also that he has sole right to the owner. He, he, that there's a feeling of a really close bond. Um, but he doesn't see the owner as the owner. It, it, it feels like he, he sees himself as bigger, and he's. He's the owner of the owner. I'm stopping there. I don't know if that okay. made any sense. Okay. <laughs> You're doing great. How does he feel about Gigi, the cat, in general? Um... I'm getting the feeling that if the owner's not there, he's accepting of Gigi being around. Um, but I'm getting a picture very much of Gigi being on the periphery um, and Oliver being like the centre of the house. So, um, my feeling is it's not just because of who Gigi is or it's Gigi. It would be any cat that came into the household. Um, he would want kept at arm's length. Actually, would not want that. 
Okay, and last question. How does he think Gigi feels about his keeping her away from me, the human? So, it's nice sometimes to get an idea. This is why I, I threw in this last one. The rest are all from the owner. Um, it's good to know, well, okay, Oliver, you have these points of views about whatnot. How do you think Gigi feels about you keeping her away from the owner? A lot of times they will have a clue about this. Yeah. Um, I feel that he knows that Gigi is quite sad um, and is quite desperate to get some affection from the owner. But I, I also hear the words that he really doesn't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes, I think he is aware. He does know that... that Gigi has a really hard time because of this, but it's not his problem. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very, very good on all of this. And that right there tells you his angle and tells you how much wiggle room you may have as an ACer to kind of troubleshoot with him around this regarding letting Gigi be more in the owner's life. Okay? That, that clues you right in. Um, if you've ever met a human who says, yeah, I know so, you know, I know my girlfriend, if they're the boyfriend, I know my girlfriend feels that way, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> now, the, yeah. other, the other thing you got that's right on is he owns this owner. If, now let's put it in human perspective. If it was boyfriend, girlfriend, and the boyfriend felt like he owned the girlfriend, Tell me about that relationship. Is that balanced? Yeah, it really, um, quite stifling. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Yeah, obsessive, isn't it? It is. And what I said to this owner is, you know, he owns you like a dog owns a bone. Okay, he's uh -huh. possessive of you. And I, I said, you know, and it, it, she didn't say it, but an owner could say, oh, well, it's really cute. You know, he, he, he loves me so much. No, this isn't love. <laughs> Ownership <laughs> is not love. It's not loyalty either because love and loyalty come from more balanced places, right? So if you were to look at the relationship from the cat's perspective of I own my owner and the owner was on, on one end of a seesaw and the cat was on the other, is there balance? No. No. Who's calling the no, shots? Not with, not with this one. <laughs> right, right. Okay. And I point this out to you, Denise, because sometimes you're going to have to gently point out imbalances to owners because they see nothing wrong with it because it's a cat. But if the scenario was another human being doing this to them, they might have a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's quite interesting because I've got another friend who's got a cat and um, they've just got a very young kitten. In fact, if they found it, it still had blue eyes, so it's far too young to have left its mum. And they they bought it in and been looking after it, but there 
initial cat absolutely kind of does not want this kitten there at all. And um, last week she said to me, oh, you know, maybe it would be a good idea if you had a chat to them both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I haven't done yet, so it will be interesting. <laughs> yes, and it may or may not be similar to this one. Mm-hmm. So... Well, it probably be completely different because obviously it's all all animals are just unique to themselves but Mm -hmm. I just thought oh it's it's interesting isn't it how relationships in animals are similar to people we're all different yes yes indeed Mm -hmm. and you're right that Gigi you know what he was giving you was correct that yes Gigi would like to spend more time with the mom um, but he doesn't like allow it he doesn't permit it now the good side is he does play with Gigi now and then so he does like her and accept her, but when it comes to mom, he's like hands off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you did great. I, honestly, I mean, I could go through all the notes I've written, but I'm just going to tell you all aspects of that were correct. There's nothing in this case that was off. Right. Okay. So, so would he prefer Gigi not to be there, or is, does he like having her there as a play to play with. I mean, is there a part that likes having her or just he really, if she wasn't there, that's great. He does like having her. She only joined the household a couple years ago, I think. So he was fine without her. And then when she came in, he's like, oh, now I need to up the ante. Mom's mine and I need to constantly show it and prove it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but... Did, the own, did the owner say he's only been possessive of her since Gigi came. Oh yes, the owner totally sees this. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the owner thought it was a a little annoying because she wants time with Gigi too and there's Oliver following behind her. So annoying to her in that sense, but also she found it all kind of comical. so, again, you sometimes have to point out, because the owners don't always see, because they're not feeling the raw organic responses as you are from the animals, and sometimes you need to help them understand. And I, I say that because I said to the owner, one of the things you might want to tell Oliver um, out loud now and in the days ahead so he hears it more than once is, I love you immensely. You are wonderful, and I'm glad we have a positive relationship together, but you don't own me. I own myself, and I desire a relationship with Gigi, too. Yeah. 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 Because if the owner doesn't take a stand and, you know, it feels like her cat's going to continue to walk all over her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Very good. All right. Where next? Um... Well, the next one is Jackson, isn't it? Okay, you just want to go in order. That's fine. So, Jackson, yes. So, he's a living nine-year-old male poodle. They've owned him since he was a year old. The owner said, we know that he was thrown from a moving car before we adopted him. Um, So, the owner's questions. Uh, First one, how does his back feel these days? And she was referencing the vertebrae of the spine.
cutting that from the the middle of the back area of, on the spine is still pain there and, and as it goes on down it feels like there's some numbness so there isn't pain there but it feels like that numbness could be um, interfering with his back legs um, at times I think um, I, I don't sense a, um, a huge amount of pain it uh, it's just this spot in kind of halfway down the back on the spine um, feels it, it, um, it, that it, it, it's bothering him. Okay, use a scale of 0 to 10 because owners will understand that. Um, it, it's not, it's probably about a 3, so, so quite low. Um, more, I would say more like an achy pain as opposed to sharp, a sharp pain, but going beyond that point, going down through to the end of the spine, it feels like the feelings is, there feels like there's a numbness there. Um, I just had a picture of him actually trying to jump up from his back legs and actually that really feels like it jars that area. Okay, and when you say the area, do you mean the middle of the back area? Yeah. Okay, okay, I just wanted to be clear. All right, why does he sometimes struggle to get poo out of his body?
Yes, I don't know. So it's a combination of all three, I think, um, that is making it hard for him. So what's that image about? Okay. in the intestines as well. I'm kind of just seeing he needs more water. I'm always want to eat.
feels full up. He's not, not, not that interested in food. He doesn't find it that appetising. Um, It feels like the whole system, like the stomach, the intestines, the bowels, it's all connected. And, well, I mean, obviously it's all connected, but, I mean, it's connected with him not pooing properly and also not eating. So it's so kind of the whole, whole, the whole lot's connected. Okay. And does he want acupuncture or chiropractic work done? No. I get no to the acupuncture. Um, and I, I'm kind of getting a yes, he would like some help in some way. Um, actually getting a, a picture of like um, hydrotherapy or something I feel that he needs he knows that he needs help in keeping his spine and back supple and things flowing so I'm feeling that he doesn't like the idea of needles. He doesn't like the idea, but pressure acupuncture might be a possibility or um, they, they can use the, um, I don't know what it is, whether they, the, Like laser? Yeah. Okay. Something like that might help. And, and that, that's the picture that I'm getting from the universe for him. So I think, I think he does need something. And I think he would be, the universe is kind of saying he would be willing to have help. So okay. I'm stopping there. Okay, I'm going to add in one more question. So I want you to know that small and large intestines are typically wet, moist, supple canals, okay, for the, the stool to pass through. So take a feel of his, or, or, you know, let the universe help you see what's going on with the small and the large intestine. Is it all mo moist, normal, and supple as far as the canals, well, canal goes? No, it, 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 the, 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 the walls feel quite rough. And are you talking the outside of the canal or the inside? On the 
inside. So the picture I'm getting is that they're rough, which is what's actually holding up the stools from moving through. Mm-hmm. And the canals should normally be very moist. Are they consistently moist all the way from start to finish? No, they're not. How would you describe that if I was the owner? Um, I, I would describe it that there are pockets through this canal area um, which have not got the lubrication to help the stools go through smoothly um, and that's why at times he's actually struggling um, to go to the toilet. Yes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> All right. So I, I'd say like 90. Uh, oh, go ahead. So, thank you for that. Because I, I knew I was trying to work out what it was happening, what it was I was getting. And, and that's it. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> I wondered. <laughs> Good. Oh, dear. So you and I each got the same 90%, okay? So you did great. And there's a few things that I'll need to check on with the universe here that I didn't sense when I was talking with him, but still could be right. So let's see, just the 90%, I'll run down real quick. So yes, there's middle of the back pain. I got a scale of three on zero to 10 as well. Um, it does affect his lack of flexibility there in his spine. I felt it as tight. You got the word achy. I think different words, same idea. It does interfere with how he controls his back two legs. You got a feeling of numbness as you got closer towards, I'm assuming, the base of the tail area? Yeah. Okay. And there, the last two inches of vertebrae in front of the base of the tail area, I didn't feel numbness, but I felt um, a downward pressure, like a human constantly putting their hand on that and pressing down towards the direction of the earth. So um, I wouldn't describe it, I didn't describe it to the owner as tightness per se, but most like a, a pressure that doesn't ever seem to give up. Right, okay. yes. So, um, different ideas. Uh, your numbness may be correct. Let me go to the universe. Universe, please. Uh, truth, does Jackson have numbness in this area at all? I get it could be described like that. Yes, it's a petering in and out of energy flow is what they're saying you're feeling. The energy sometimes flows there and sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, good job there. Uh, you're right, the back is achy, but not sharp in pain. That's correct. Um, yes, if he was to jump on his hind legs or try to jump up, it's almost like he can't, or he can't do it in a straight line anyway because of the, the strange yeah. curvature of the spine in the middle. Yeah. More water would be ideal, yes, for his body. 
So partly um, it's it's because his intestine is so dry in some segmented areas. You got the word uh, pockets, same idea. I get the word sections, you know, pockets or sections of it are overly dry, which does not help in allowing the stool to flow through to the exit point. Um, yeah. So that too is correct. Now you got, um, he was trying to flush out toxins. I did not hear that, so let me check. So universe, please. Uh, truth was Jackson is Jackson trying to flush out toxins at this time from his body. I do get a huge yes to that So yes, give yourself credit um, I did get yes to acupuncture for him. I got no to chiropractic. I Didn't get any concern with the needle fear or anything like that I, I do get a yes for acupressure as well for what it's worth Ha huh, universe hydrotherapy <laughs> Is hydrotherapy appropriate for him? I get no. I, I get no. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There might have been something else they were trying to get you to understand by mentioning the hydrotherapy, and I'm not sure what that would be, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily completely off. It just might have been you needed to ask another question to know what they were yeah. really trying yeah. to tell you. Okay, yeah. so you see how even in my checking your communications, even I have to say, okay, well, how do I see it from Denise's angle as I pose the question to the universe, <laughs> right? Because yeah. we yeah. all see from different angles, you, me, and the next communicator. But in general, most things should be similar. Okay, um, he does need help, you're right, in keeping his spine and back supple because left to his own devices, he's just going to continue to harden up. And yeah. the last thing here, um, you'll have to tell me if at all you sensed anything like this. The, one of the big reasons he gets constipated or poo stuck, aside from the dryness and the issue with the back, and for me it was the, the pressure of the last two vertebrae in front of the base of the tail, is simply because they showed me this weird angle of the intestine where things are getting stuck. It's like more poo is coming up behind it, and, and it's not going anywhere. It's getting stoppered. So um, I yeah. think... Okay, okay, good, good. Um, I think you used yeah. the word um, blockage. Okay, I would describe that as like, yeah, it's, he's blocking up. Yeah. Good job. Well done. A lot of detailed information. And, and that stuff right there is helpful to an owner. And then you say, owner, I don't want you to, you know, buy into everything that came through here. I would invite you to take this information back to your vet and you know, bounce it off of them, and ideally have them confirm these things as they can confirm it. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want them to just. Sometimes owners will come to you and they want you to figure things out, and then they'll never take their pet to the vet. And that's where I'm like, okay, nope. That's I'm not a vet. You're you're asking me to you know diagnose at that point. So no, you need to take this to your veterinarian, bounce it off of them, let them do their specialty expert work in helping your animal. This is yeah. a joint effort. You sometimes have to tell people. It's not all about yeah. them fixing the pet on their own, using you as the tool. No, absolutely. And some of yeah. them will do that. I've felt it, I've seen it. I know that's what they do when they get off the phone with me. But I cover my butt legally by saying <laughs> that last bit yeah. to them. So at least it's on recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Danielle, hearing you say that, have, do you have insurance? No. I don't. 
I am I am an LLC. Uh, okay, so my business just became an LLC, which what that means is here in the States is my business is its own business. Uh, it's not me. And so if somebody was to sue me, they could only sue me for the work. Well, sue the business. They couldn't sue me directly. So they couldn't touch my house, my car. Okay. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's not really yeah. insurance. And I have heard of some animal communicators here in the States getting insurance. Um, you know, I, I, I've never felt it necessary. And you know, the LLC, I've only had the past one year because I decided that when I got married that maybe it would be a good idea just because, you know, if I don't want anybody ever taking our house or car because Brandon lives under it too now, not just me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but prior yeah. to that, all those other 11 of the 12 years, nah. You know, I, I really, yeah. I guess I look at, I'm doing this place from a place of love, alignment to the absolute best of my ability. And so fear doesn't live in love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's just I remember, oh, when I did a, oh, a beginner's class a long time ago, and they were saying, oh, if you go on, and one of the things that was mentioned was getting insurance. And I, I've been meaning to ask you about that. Um, and it was just you saying <coughs> what you just said. And I thought, oh, I wonder, you know, is it necessary? But I, I like where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, and you've got to look at it from, from what feels right for you. Because, you know, we all draw different things to our, ourselves through the law of attraction, right? Um, I've heard of some ACers say that they will not do in-home sessions in people's houses unless they carry insurance. To me, it's like, okay, well, I'm not touching their animal. I'm not healing, doing healing work, hands-on healing work for their animal. I'm just talking, sitting on the couch, talking with their animal. You know, I might, I might pet the animal on top of the head, you know, or a little bit. But you know what? Most of the people, too, that are whose homes I'm going to go into in the first place, I get on the phone call. I get on the phone with them first, feel them out. I ask them some questions. Yeah. I ask them, you know, is your pet aggressive? Oh, it's aggressive. Let's do this by phone. You know? Yeah. So I'm not going to walk yeah. into just anybody's home either. And plus, I'm female. Um, I've, I've never done and probably will never do a in-home session where it's a male owner only asking me to do the session. It, it, you know, for me as Danielle, I can feel the ripple of a little bit of underlying fear uh, you know, not that I've had anything negative in this lifetime, yeah. but other lifetimes I have. And so I'm not completely clear and clean in that area. So I am not going to put myself in that position. I have a friend of mine who, um, she's one of my mentors, actually. She is an astounding animal medical intuitive. And she told me once, she says, Danielle, I don't think I could ever go for a hike in Colorado or any of the Western states. And I said, why? You, you can't hike. Your body doesn't allow you to do that because she's only a few years older than me. And, and she said, no, she says, I have this, I, I, I don't, I don't fear snakes, but I have this huge concern and fear of being bitten by a rattlesnake. She says, I have no idea where it comes from. And yet I know I have that fear. So I am not going to put myself into a position where that fear could play out. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I yeah. say you have to go back to what feels right for you and honor your own alignment of where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Very good. 
Well, let's see. Did you want to book for another date or you want to hold off for now? Well, have, are you free in two weeks' time? Are you thinking on the same Saturday? Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday? Or, or are you thinking a different day? <laughs> yeah, no, I can do this Sunday. Hang on, let me just double check. I can do that if you'd like. does which is I was going to ask you if we book anything from the fifth and on I'll need to double check our time zones because our clocks go the weekend before so I think we'll be oh. back in sync okay I are you going to move an hour ahead or an hour back uh, we fall an hour back okay so do we um, yeah, so that would be perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll count on that. If you're not on Skype or I'm not on Skype, we will say to ourselves, oh, we know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danielle, I'm just thinking, my worry for that weekend is the fireworks because my dogs hate fireworks. Okay. So if they're going off, I'm going to have to be with them. Okay, do you want to pick a different day then? Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the week leading up to that weekend, what, what days have you got? I know Wednesday, Thursdays now are not on, are they? Um, they're not, no, because Brandon has off. But I've got, I could do, uh, I, uh, I could do Sunday the 29th if we started 15 minutes earlier than usual. Or I could do Monday the 30th at our usual time. Or Tuesday the 31st at our usual time. Do you know something? That's not going to... How about... How, are you free on the uh, November the 6th, that Monday? Yes. Yep. And we can do our usual that time. Yes. Yes, yes. Because that's perfect, because our clocks will be in sync then, and also the fireworks should have all be gone, hopefully. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's Monday the 6th of November at 5 o'clock for me. Okay, so that's 5 your time, okay. And I'll, I'll put our usual time, which for me is 10 a.m. as usual. Okay. All right. That's lovely. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome, Denise. We will talk then. Oh, have a good couple of weeks. Take Me care. Too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.